Our friends, uh, let's pray. Uh, Father, your son on earth, when uh, your son went on earth, did many miraculous things. Help us this morning to react as one should to the many things he did, and therefore showing who he really is. In Jesus' name, Amen. Uh, friends, there's been something uh, ever since we started on this series looking at John's Gospel that I've been hit with and it keeps coming back to me each week. So rather than just move on as one normally does, I decided we need to remember it before we move on. And it is partly in this passage too. Uh, it is certainly a focus for John in his Gospel. If anything, I feel like we are ignoring it if we don't stop and consider it. And what is it? Well, it's this for me. Uh, maybe it's been the same thing for you. In a nutshell, it has been the magnificent scope, yes, the magnificent scope of Jesus' ministry. It truly is magnificent and John wants us to know that. But what do I mean? I mean that right from the opening chapter, chapter 1, John wants us to know that Jesus is not a Johnny-come-lately. <laughs> you know, I used to think that Jesus, although special, was a bit of an afterthought. But that was before God opened my eyes to what was clearly conveyed in the Scriptures. And in the opening chapter of this Gospel, but also in last week's passage, the magnificent scope of Jesus' ministry is very clearly spoken about. For example, in John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, now that's a long time ago, <laughs> was the Word, uh, that is Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so besides the divinity of Jesus being clearly on display here, no wonder he can do what we think are miraculous things, uh, John wants us to also see the magnificent scope of Jesus' ministry. He was always with God. He's not just divine, he always was. And then John goes on to say in verses 9 to 10 of that opening chapter that the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. It's no wonder Jesus says, also says things like, Before Abraham, I am. John 8.58. Now we come to understand such as things such as this, as the Trinity. Now that's what the baptism was, the name of the Father, the name of the Son, the name of the Holy Spirit. But we must not underestimate the magnificent scope, therefore, of Jesus' ministry. The world as John puts it. And we see it again in John chapter 3, in that famous verse of 16. The world is what's at stake. Jesus not only existed before the world, he was right there before the world in the beginning, <laughs> whenever that was. And there's more. As I said last week, I feel like I'm doing a commercial. <laughs> uh, the world is at stake here. Now that's why John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. 
that he gave his only son. The magnificent scope of Jesus' ministry concerns the world. But there's more. (laughs) Uh, In John chapter 4 of John's Gospel, we looked at the middle part of it last week, it finishes with a magnificent statement reflecting how huge the scope of Jesus' ministry is. It was not just about the Jews. He was on about all people. As I look out there today, I don't think there's any Jewish people here, is there? Put your hand up. (laughs) And if anything, Jesus goes out of his way to show that he's on about all people. Yes, we have a truly magnificent statement in verse 42 of chapter 4. The conclusion, and I would say only conclusion, as C.S. Lewis basically puts it, Jesus is either a liar, a lunatic, or he really is Lord. There are no other options. Is that this one, Jesus, really is the saviour of the world. Yes, I've kept getting reminded, as John no doubt wants us to be, that the scope of Jesus' ministry is truly magnificent he really is the saviour of the world even though many in the world do not recognise such so I hope you do or I hope you will come to do so now the passage today at the end of chapter 4 is all about a miraculous healing The heading in most Bibles says it all, Jesus heals an official son. Now, forgetting about all the possibilities of what the initial verses might be saying about the timing of this, except verse 44, we'll come back to that verse, the second half of verse 46 and then verse 47 sets the scene. Quote, There was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son who was close to death. One can imagine the scene. Uh, Perhaps you've been in something similar yourself. The feeling reading between the lines is that this man just wants someone to do something because he's going to lose his son if nothing is done. Now, back then, there was no ED (laughs) or no ambulance ramping (laughs) or no hospital with 109% occupancy. (laughs) You just hoped for the best. And I guess you grabbed on to whatever you could. Well, this man grabbed on to Jesus. I also guess he had heard that Jesus turned a huge amount of water into the best wine and so might be able to therefore heal his son makes sense i'd give him a try i would why not what does one got to lose (laughs) now i love but also don't love (laughs) jesus reply at one level you could say that he isn't very compassionate But at another level, we don't know everything. Jesus, however, does. Verse 29 of this very chapter. And so he says to this man, yep, 
I'll go now to see your son. No. <laughs> he says this. Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. We see here, therefore, what we are probably like. We want the sign and the wonder. We want the healing. But we don't always want Jesus. If anything, it seems that we need a sign to even believe in Jesus. Wow. Uh, we probably need to be like the evil one at this point. can't believe I just said that. <laughs> he recognised Jesus without any sign. It's true. Perhaps you've seen it in your own life. Perhaps you've seen it in the lives of those around you. I sadly saw it in myself for the first 30 years of my life. I just wanted the healing and the win in the footy final. <laughs> and I would especially have wanted it in the healing of one of our sons. Come to think about it, I might still want it. It's hard. It's really hard. Sometimes even followers of Jesus, when push comes to shove, might want his physical healing more than wanting him. What would you want? The physical healing of your child? The physical healing of someone you love? The physical healing of someone you know, know very well? Or Jesus? If you had the choice, what would you want? Perhaps you might want both. Well, even Jesus found it hard going at times. Uh, even Jesus found his father's will hard, very, very, very hard to live out. He would have preferred an easier way rather than the way of pain and suffering on that cross for us. I think we all might relate to that one. I do. We might prefer the easiest option. I just read the accounts of what happened to, with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And talking about a baptism today, uh, we've had two. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's great to be a witness of that. Thank you so much, Adrian and Malie. But what we prayed is that Hudson and Isla would be born again, if not already. Because that is what ultimately matters. What ultimately matters is not the baptism as important as it is, but personally believing in Jesus. That's what we want to see. That's what God wants to see in us. 
I put the second point, therefore, like this. The ultimate purpose of signs and wonders. Now, the ultimate purpose is not the physical healing. It is not shock horror. The ultimate purpose of signs and wonders, including a baptism, as per Jesus, is that one believes in him. That is, he is the Messiah, that he is the Son of God, and that by believing one might have life, even though one perishes. Now, all of this makes me think of um, my dad. (laughs) Uh, My dad has now died. Uh, But the turning point came for me uh, when he told me that he had liver cancer at Bangor Tavern in the Shire. See, I still get the Shire in there somewhere. (laughs) And he told me he only only had a few months to live. I wasn't a Christian at the time. But that certainly made me think about things. It was at the same time that I was doing a course called Christianity Explained. It was offered to us when we got one of our three sons done, (laughs) baptised. I mentioned in this course, a course that I was always trying to get out of, (laughs) I know all of the excuses people give today because I've given them all. (laughs) Anyway, on one of the nights that I did attend, (laughs) I asked if they could pray for my dad who has just been diagnosed with liver cancer and hasn't got long to live. So they prayed for him. Cutting a long story short, my dad was miraculously healed. Absolutely, John. The doctors and my dad couldn't believe that the cancer had disappeared. Now, the ultimate purpose of such a miracle is to testify to something. And what is it? It is that Jesus must be the Messiah. The very Son of God, as only He can do such a thing. We would like to, I would, <laughs> but I can't always. Or as the Samaritan puts it, Jesus must really be the Saviour of the world. And elsewhere we find the very same thing. There is a purpose to such miracles. As Hebrews 2 4 tells us, and Isaiah 33, our Uh, Old Testament reading today told us they testify that Jesus really is the saviour of the world and therefore we had better believe in him God has visited us Isaiah 35 4 and John 1 14 you see miracles do occur well they are miracles to us Signs and wonders do occur. But a sign is a sign of something. This second sign of this man's son ultimately being healed, verse 54, is a sign of something. It is a sign that Jesus really is the Messiah. It is a sign that Jesus really is the saviour of the world. 
Like, who can really do this sort of stuff? You can't. I can't. It's a sign that God has visited this world, this world, through his Son. And we had better believe in him if we want to live and not perish. Amazingly, Jesus says, but unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. (laughs) My response to these words is simply, oh dearie me. (laughs) Uh, This brings us to our final point this morning. Uh, What Jesus is saying here reveals the true state of what we are sadly like. The true state of what we are sadly like. We're not good. We, like the official, want the physical healing, but we might not want to believe. Actually, without signs and wonders, Jesus says, you will not believe. The bottom line is that without his intervention, but he does have a throne of grace, we sang that in the opening song, Without his intervention, we will never believe. Never. Think about it. Did people flock to Jesus and say that we want to follow you? No. He went to them. It's amazing what we are sadly like. No wonder we need to be born again. No wonder we need the spirit to blow our way. We are so fixed in our ways, fallen is the world that without God visiting us in a special way, we wouldn't give him a lasting thought. It's amazing that when he does visit us, it's so obvious, so, so, so obvious that even blind Freddy can see it. I don't know how many people I've now said to over the years, don't you get it? (laughs) But afterwards I think to myself, but there... But for the grace of God go I. And what makes it worse is that when one can finally see, when one is born again, especially if this occurs later in life, that those in one's own neighbourhood or family tend to dismiss your every effort. Hence the saying that Jesus mentions in verse 44 as to how a prophet has no honour in his hometown. Friends, think about it. Just imagine how it must have been for Jesus. Rejection by many in his own neighbourhood. Rejection by many of his own people. Rejection by many in the world. A level of rejection that led him to a cross and a rejection that led to people wanting Barabbas, a notorious prisoner, (laughs) rather than him. At one level, it is all his hometown. What an amazing love we see. But it's also a rejection from a world that only exists 
because of him. Yes, what an amazing love we see. It almost brings tears to my eyes. And sadly, this is what we are all like without the work of his Holy Spirit in us, enabling us to see the truth, let alone the real purpose of a sign. So, yes, the extent of Jesus' ministry is truly magnificent. There obviously is a purpose behind a sign and it's not to win a footy final. (laughs) And sadly, we see too often sometimes for my liking what we are naturally like. Jesus really is the saviour of the world. Amen. Amen. And all of God's people said, Amen. Thank you, Craig.